From high atop Rocky Road in Moab, Utah, it's KZMU News. I'm Molly Marcello. This is your news for Thursday, October 28th. Mí me gustaría con tres recámaras, una recámara para mí en lo personal para tener mi privacidad. Rosa Gonzalez is describing her ideal home. Rosa is not her real name. She asked us to change it for this story. But her dreams of a three-bedroom apartment for her and her two teenage sons, those are real. Mis hijos viven a gusto ahí. My kids live comfortably, but they do say that they would like to have a nicer apartment, similar to the way other kids live. Right now, we live pretty tightly. They're in a one-bedroom trailer in the Walnut Lane neighborhood. Her 16-year-old sleeps in the living room, her 19-year-old in the kitchen. He has a sofa bed there, and I have my little room that gets wet. Rosa explains that when it rains, water leaks right down onto her bed. Her prefabricated trailer is well over 50 years old. Maintenance crews have been troubleshooting to fix it. These leaks, issues with plumbing and electrical, are not unusual in Walnut Lane. 27 aging trailers currently house about 85 Moab residents, like Rosa's family. I have heard that they have plans to build some apartments for people who live in Walnut Lane so we can move into more updated and better housing. We want something better. Rosa's landlord is Moab City. And they do have plans to bring something better to this community, many of whom make up the backbone of the tourism industry. Rosa works cleaning hotel rooms. Her neighbors work in restaurants and other service industry jobs. Like her, many are Spanish-speaking immigrants. I really do want people to understand that we value our workforce community, that we value people that are cleaning the rooms and that are serving our meals and that are teaching our children. Moab's mayor pro tem, Tani Knudsen-Boyd. She's speaking to me in a busy downtown area, not far from Walnut Lane. From here, we can see a luxury hotel whose construction displaced residents of a different trailer park several years back. The city's elected officials didn't want that to happen again. So in 2018, when they learned the Walnut Lane trailer park was going up for sale, they intervened. And I think there was general consensus that if it was just put out on the open market, that certainly another hotelier or someone wanting to build condos for short-term rentals would snap it up. And we also knew that if that happened, they would just scrape the trailers that were there and the people that were living there would find themselves without a home. The decision to buy the Walnut Lane property was celebrated at the time. Applause rang out in the city council chambers when they approved a purchase loan. Uh, Motion passes, five zero. Moab's elected officials were taking a step to safeguard housing for the local workforce. But they didn't want to be a landlord of a trailer park. They wanted to develop long-term affordable housing there and not displace any current residents in the process. I mean, it's obviously been a challenge to figure out how and what that looks like. Caitlin Myers, senior projects manager for Moab City, she spent half a decade working on housing policy in the community. But her main job right now is overseeing the development of what will be the Walnut Lane Apartments. So the project will be built out in three phases in order to meet the city's goal of not displacing any of the current residents. So the first phase will be eight units. It'll be four duplex buildings. So that's what we're working on This is the first time Moab City is acting Uh, as developer for its own affordable housing project. 
They want 80 units of multifamily housing, which would more than double the current density available with the trailer park and be restricted to the local workforce. So I think the fact that the city purchased such a prime piece of land within downtown that will be like permanently restricted for people Mm. that live and work here, I think that's huge. But general enthusiasm for this project has waned lately. It's been three years since Moab City purchased the trailer park property. They were finally supposed to break ground on phase one of the apartments this summer, but instead terminated their contract with their builder after the company couldn't meet the performance bond requirements. After this setback and staring down a total project cost of $18 million, Some city council members suggested cutting their losses and replacing the old trailers with new ones. Others are still pushing for a longer-term solution. Myers projects the Moab area will need 700 more units of housing by 2030 across a variety of incomes. We do need the density. Like We want an opportunity to provide more housing for residents that need it, and the only way to do that is to build multifamily housing. Moab City is under some stress as they actively look for a new builder. They have to meet looming deadlines on a multi-million dollar sales tax bond. And unlike other towns with a housing crisis in our region, they don't have a dedicated revenue source for affordable housing development. The thing Park City has that Moab doesn't have is the money. Knutson Boyd again. Park City is on its way to have 800 affordable housing units built by 2025. They've fed their affordable housing fund a number of ways, including requiring developers pay mitigation fees to it. Telluride, Colorado does this too. Plus, their housing fund is buffered by special taxes, including one on short-term rentals. Moab's elected officials did enact what they called the Wahoo Fund several years ago. That collected additional fees for new overnight accommodations. Meyer says they have about $1.5 million in the fund, and they can spend it on affordable housing. But that's all there will be. Shortly after Moab City enacted the Wahoo, they stopped new overnight rentals. We received applications for hotels, and then the city put a moratorium and then eventually removed overnight accommodations. So we kind of shut off that funding source for ourselves. So it's like a blessing and a curse. Moab is working to get new workforce housing requirements in place. It's unclear when they'll be enacted or eventually see a payoff. If they do commit to another affordable housing project in the future, Knutson Boyd says she wants to explore public-private partnerships, where the private sector can shoulder some of the financial and logistical burden. For now, she says it's important to stay focused and ensure multifamily housing at Walnut Lane just gets done. I feel like it really is a necessary project for a couple of reasons. To prove that it can be done, to prove that quality housing can be built and it can remain affordable and it can serve those in our community that need it the most. Rosa says she's looked for other places for her family to live in Moab, but there's nothing available right now at a price she can afford. Moab City is hoping to get a new builder in place by the end of the year and break ground on phase one next summer. Rosa says she'll stay put for now and wait for the new apartments. I have been hearing about the project for so long that I don't believe it's real, but I have faith in God that they will build and that I will benefit from them because my kids and myself need them, and so I stopped getting wet in my bedroom.
This story is part of a collaboration between the Solutions Journalism Network and Rocky Mountain Community Radio, highlighting affordable housing solutions across the Mountain West. Monica Pinera conducted the interview with Rosa, and Rachel Nethercutt of the Moa Valley Multicultural Center provided translation. The MVMC would like to remind listeners that their Day of the Dead Festival is coming up on Sunday. For more on that event and other services the Multicultural Center provides, visit mvmc.org. And that's the KZMU News for Thursday, October 28th. Get your community-powered journalism Monday through Friday at noon and 7. You can also find KZMU News anytime online at kzmu.org or wherever you listen to podcasts.